Welcome to another episode of Unapologetic, featuring three extremely unapologetic moms. Um, D, single mom of one, super gay, trying to sort my life out uh, one day at a time. I'm Allie. I have multiple children and a loving husband. I'm Amanda, forever single, never going to find anybody. <laughs> Post-divorce, single mom of two boys. I'm glad that you guys found that really funny. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I think this week's topic, because we're not going to follow up with Allie about her challenge, because we know it's still in the works, shaving <laughs> for the past month. <laughs> um, but I think we're going to talk about parenting failures. I thought parenting yeah. fail. Oh yeah, parenting failures. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was confused about the my kids an asshole. Yeah, that's another time. Okay. Kids an asshole. Although sometimes my parenting failures is because my kids an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. I mean, I've had a recent parenting failure that's quite embarrassing. Embarrassing. Um, How so? I accidentally left Isla home. What? What? And drove. <laughs> it just drove a little bit down the road. Where was she? Sleeping up here. Oh, my God. And Declan said... You didn't count them on your way out? I mean, I... No. Jaden wasn't home, and Declan and I got in the car, and I... Honestly, she'd been sleeping for so long that I totally forgot, and halfway down to the stop sign, not even a mile down the road, Declan's like, where's Isla? And then I obviously rushed home, and she was still sleeping, so that was good, but... That was a major parenting failure, so uh, always count your children when you get in the car. That's a life lesson for you. Always, always count your children. See, and I feel like, I know we've seen, and this is like taking a sharp left turn down parenting failures road, but you know those like, things where like people like forget their kids in the car and the kids die and like, things okay. like that? Like that's, I don't understand how people do it, but then, you, then again, like I guess I'd rather have you leave Isla home. home. Then in the car. car. <laughs> yeah, I always check my back no, seat. No, I check my back seat before I leave my car. It was just, like, getting into my car and leaving. Like, we were just going to pick up Jaden from school, and I totally, yeah, I totally forgot. Um, right. I don't really Your have... kids are gone a lot, though, too. Yeah, my you know kids what I mean? go They go to a lot of places. schools and yeah. a lot of different things. I, I literally can't handle, like, how many different places they go each day. Um, right. For me, I always have my son, so it's always... Do you have your son? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I don't have him with me, then I know I'm supposed to. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's not like juggling schedules, being like, oh, she's at daycare, he's at preschool, he's yeah, at school. It's... For me, I'm just like, where's my one? He should be here. Yeah. I've never done that. So my parenting failures are more like things like, for example, so my kids are a little bit older. So Jeff is 17, Nick is 8. And, for example, last winter was probably, like, I think saying sorry to your kid is probably the more difficult piece of being mm-hmm. a parent. Um, because I have to be an example and, like, show that mommies are not perfect. Wait, we're supposed to be an example? Yes. I'm just kidding. Mom is, mom is not perfect, right? So I try to be the good mom, the perfect person for my kids and be the mom they need me to be. But every now and then I mess up, right? So I have to say sorry. And I think that swallowing my pride as a parent is so difficult in that moment. And so, why are you smiling, Dee? I love that. Jaden's saying screen. sorry? 
Yeah, I love when those like opportunities present themselves. Okay, it's because your son is four, and he's also you much better behaved till, than any of our kids. Wait till he's like seventeen, and then you're like, "This sucks." Maybe. Yeah, it does. but I I love those opportunities with with because them. You know when they're I mean? teenagers, like they love to like, hear. Yeah, but when they're teenagers, they love to hear that you fucked up. You know, <laughs> because they're like. I'm smarter than you. I know more about my life. When I grow up, I'll never do this to my kid. And then I fuck up and I have to be like, I'm sorry. And they're like, ha, see, I told you. <laughs> like, so um, my oldest breaks things a lot. You should just charge, hit him with fees. Um, so what happened was is that. That's what I do. So with last I winter. Date, hit him with fees all the time. <laughs> so last winter, Jeff was vacuuming, right? I left the house. He's old enough for me to leave by himself. You know, I left the house. I come back, and he's like, uh, left me a note. When Jeffrey messes up, he leaves me. <laughs> he leaves me um, notes, like taped to each other, pieces of paper, lined paper, taped to each other, written down. Like, Mom, I am so sorry for what you're about to walk into. Like on the basement stairs as I walk up through my garage. That's actually pretty sweet. No, no. It. You know, whenever I see that, I know something's got fucked up. Okay. There's nothing like. He's broken my dishwasher, my shop vac, my vacuum. I'm sorry, I can't imagine. So, I picture Jeffrey with his big, thick bottle glasses. <laughs> he looks like <laughs> Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. Let's be real here. He's got the really thick, thick glasses, you know, when they make his eyes a little extra big. and He looks innocent. He looks so innocent. I can't He's imagine not. him. And not. his mouth. Mm, mm, mm. Anyways, 17. I can't imagine. He wasn't like this when he was little. He would never talk back to me. And he doesn't. Jeffrey never yells at me, right? He he will take the punishment, but the problem is is that when he messes up and he leaves me that long list, right? I walked up through the stairs and I, I had the long list when he broke my shop back. I had the long list when he broke my vacuum, when he broke my dishwasher door, when he breaks Why things. Why does he get mad at cleaning objects specifically? Because <laughs> he probably thinks if I break it, I don't have to use it. <laughs> so that's a real work smarter, not harder. <laughs> so I came up to the basement stairs and. I see this list, right? It says, I'm really sorry. I was vacuuming and I broke the window. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so his excuse was I tripped over the dog with the vacuum hose and the hose hit the window and the window shattered. And so I'm in the living room with him now. Look, we need to get you cameras. so We can really see I do it. have cameras now. But oh. I said to him, I go, Jeffrey, how did this window break? And he's like, mom, I swear to God, I was vacuuming. I tripped over the dog flew into the window and the hose hit the window, like the hard part of the hose, and it broke the window. So I'm like, I'm standing at another completely window. So my the room is like a U, right? Mm-hmm. So he's in the middle of the U. I'm on the side of the window, side of the another window. And I start hitting the window, right? So I'm like, Jeffrey, there's no fucking way, okay, that if I hit this window, it's going to break, all right? And there's no fucking way. And he's looking at me and I'm like, just tell me what happened. And he's like, I tripped and I broke the window with the hose. I'm like, there's no way. Watch. I'm going to hit this window and it's not going to fucking break. I go, one, didn't break. I hit it again. The window shattered. The window that was intact. (laughs) (laughs) And I immediately like went, fuck, in my head. And he was dead silent. He just walked away. He just walked (laughs) away. He knew. like, And I was like, shit. No. And I ended up having them to pay. For two windows to be replaced <laughs> instead of one. So uh, I had a call and it was like middle of winter. So like I couldn't just like take the window out and have it go re- repaint. And so I called the window guy and afterwards I went up to his room and I was like, listen, 
I'm really sorry that I reacted that way because it was an inappropriate reaction. So, I mean, I think that um, mom failures, like that's the kind of mom failures I experience, like where it's like when you have a teenager, it's like battling, I don't know, for like, not to the death, but like, you're just like, <laughs> dear God. Like someone, I read a quote one time that says, God makes teenagers difficult so that when the time comes for them to leave your house, you're not as disappointed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just thinking like, that might be true because I love Jeffrey with all my heart. You know, he's adopted. I love him like he's my own child. Um, he, he is, I always say Jeffrey is my heir and Nikolai is my heart. Like I cannot live without my lungs or my heart. Like they're both complete me, but man, does it suck when I have to say sorry for either losing my temper, <laughs> breaking a window, breaking a window. um, I will never forget that. I mean, like, when I hit that window the first time, and I'm like, look, see, it doesn't break. And I hit it a second time, and it shattered. I was like, fuck. (laughs) So, I mean, I think just saying sorry to your kids really sucks. Parenting failures. I mean, I've locked accidentally Nikolai in the car with it running. Okay, so I did that once. You did? With with Kanoa um, two years ago. Oh, he must have been freaking out. He was fine. Really? But I low-key, my anxiety was so bad, I started to panic. I called the, um, well, I noticed it right away, yeah. you know? And I don't know what happened, but I called the I called the police station, and I was like, he's locked in the car. I was like, should I just shatter the window? And the lady was like, <laughs> no, calm they down. for that. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to break it. I'm just going to break it. And she was like, calm down, ma'am. <laughs> They're going to be there in a minute, and they'll get him. I mean, they got him out, and everything was fine. It didn't even take him that long, but. I was, I was fucking, that was not my, that was not my proudest hour. Um, yeah. I just feel like I, I mean, it's hard not to judge yourself. It's easy not to judge other moms in my situation. Like I wouldn't judge you guys for doing things like that. Cause I would probably do the same, but, um, but I judge myself like pretty frequently and Declan is awesome. Like, I mean, he's, been great you know he lies sometimes you know he's he's like Nikolai they're eight I mean they're getting into that age where they have friends and they want to you know they want to think that they know everything which they definitely don't so I mean I deal with that with him but I mean it's he's pretty easy and Isla is terrible and she's the devil spawn but she you know is a toddler but I find myself my anger levels like super elevated with Jaden and I always feel really bad about it like I have sometimes I have to put him in the bathroom and like shut the door because I can't listen to him anymore. I don't lock the door. Mm-hmm. I just shut it a little. He can still get hey, out. Hey, listen, Jeffrey. When he was little, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is like <laughs> confessions <laughs> of <laughs> all their parenting oh, fails. Crap. So Jeffrey used to get up in the middle of the night. So Jeffrey has a lot of trauma, and so he got up in the middle of the night, and he would like eat food and like, I mean, it was bad, right? So at one point. He was getting up and just being mischievous. So, and we had an issue where we may have started to play with lighters and things like that. So I got a little anxious and like we hid things in the house. Um, But he would get up and I put like a motion sensor in his room. So it like chimed when he left. (laughs) And he he was such a little fucker. He would know how to get around his room to his door without the motion sensor going off. Oh my God. Okay. 
So then I was like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Like, this is like a four-year-old, like, Tasmanian devil, feral child. Like, I don't know how to keep this kid safe. At one point, I took, this is going to sound so bad, but I promise you, it's okay. <laughs> you know, he's, they're all alive. <laughs> he was in the system, so it's not like I didn't have monthly checked by DCYF. But anyways, so, um. I, I Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we should probably. He was in the system because you were adopting him. Yes. Not yes. because you kinship. did irrational things and he got into the system. Let's just clarify Thanks that for clarifying. everybody because that did not sound right. <laughs> He's kinship placement. He was a kinship placement. So, yeah, okay. um, so he, I put a. <laughs> I'm a bad person. No, I promise you, I'm not. Uh, but I put a thing of bells around his ankle. <laughs> so when he got up then, and he was creeping his way around the room with a chime, it's hard to keep your ankle from from jingling. He couldn't get it off? No. <laughs> was it like one of those anklets after jail? <laughs> no. <laughs> How was did it you made get like it? specifically for kids? No. Did you duct tape it? Was, <laughs> It was handmade, so it was, like, tied with a knot. Like, you can't undo it. Oh. Um, but, I mean, it was definitely, like, I mean, it wasn't tight. It was You had to keep it, like, just loose enough so you can hear the jingling. But I remember him being so pissed at me. But he would, he would like, I find him in my basement. Like, he, I, I used to do extreme couponing. <laughs> you said extreme so couponing? You ever see the show where, like, people, like, use coupons? I'm always very impressed by that show. Listen, I did extreme couponing. It was, like, starting to become, like, three hours of my life, like, between just shopping after cutting, like, coupons all week. It was really bad. And watching flyers. And anyways, I had shelves in my basement then of, like, all the stuff I extreme couponed on. And one of the things was cough drops. And that fucker, (laughs) since I wouldn't let him have candy... Went down there was like sucking cherry cough drops or watermelon cough drops or high C cough drops. And so at one point I was like, I went downstairs and he leaves the bag. So just perfectly on the shelf. So if you glance over, you're not like, oh, cough drops. See what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, Jeffrey, are you eating these? And he's like, no. And I'm like, what? And there's like wrappers all in his pockets. He shoved wrappers in the couch. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, Jeffrey, that's his medication. You can't just suck on these <laughs> um but oh man i mean i guess i had learned i learned through jeffrey about like what to have or not have around your house easily access for children but the way that i see it is like these parenting failures are future like funny stories for kids that well, they they're can funny tell. now yeah. because my kid's alive and well yeah <laughs> but i love these kind of things as long as everybody's alive and safe like i love these kind of things because i feel like they can definitely be a lesson and also like funny for future right minus like the anger that comes out of some of my parenting uh I mean, that just naturally happens yeah but i mean i think again it goes back to like learning from these experiences of the parenting failures I don't think necessarily getting, I wouldn't call getting angry a parenting failure. I think a lot of us feel that, especially. I think it's how you process your anger. Yeah. Well, for me, like. Like You didn't start, like, punching walls and shit. No, it's not, it's not like that. But, like, for instance, Declan and his friends, this was embarrassing and probably, I guess, can be considered a parenting failure. I was on a work call trying to listen, um, and I was speaking. It was all of my employees, so this was even worse. And Jaden would not stop asking me for the remote, no matter what I did. He wanted my phone, and I had to use my phone. So I put him in the bathroom, 
because I couldn't hear. And he started screaming and he threw the step stool at the door and broke it. And then he came, when he came out, he threw um, the candle that fell off the wall because he had thrown something against the door, which hit the thing off the wall. He threw that and broke a picture. So I started yelling at him and I scared Declan's friends outside. (laughs) It was really embarrassing. (laughs) But for me, like, Jaden triggers me. I don't know. I, I get so overwhelmed with his behavior that I get triggered. And I don't get angry or physical or anything like that. In that instance, I, I have a scar from it. Everybody can see my scar. I got stress hives and I itched myself so bad that I created a sore. So I think that... That was my coffee. So I think that... Amanda, why are you laughing? This is a real thing. Amanda's laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. What are you laughing at? My stress hives? No, I'm trying to eat a chip. Oh, okay. Um, so I think that, like, the anger that comes along with parenting, whether it be special needs or not, is normal. But I think the situation hey, in general, that you're like, what What the fuck just happened? Don't worry about yelling at your kids. I mean, that's just, like, a natural thing to do. Yeah, but this <laughs> wasn't just yelling. This was, like, hey, raptor, like. So my son got in trouble, right? So, again, teenagers, social medias got in trouble for something on his social media he lost his phone and then he tried pulling the whole like you know i'm 17 when i turn 18 i'm moving out like that's great you you like you have to pick your battles right so as a parent i don't engage when he's like that i just say your behavior is unacceptable you know get your ass in the the house and so he was running his mouth on me and i went out in my front yard and i have only six houses on my road in a cul-de-sac and i was screaming at him get your motherfucking ass in my goddamn <laughs> house now. And he was like, I'm coming. I go, you need to move it faster. I'm like, this is unacceptable. It's like they choose to go slow just because you Well, he was in trouble. Him. So he knew he was going to have to yeah. face the music and the consequences. And every kid doesn't like hearing there's going to be consequences, right? So the consequences will be very severe, which is you're losing all social media platforms. You're losing your PlayStation. You're losing your phone. You're losing your tablet. Using any, you're losing anything that brings you joy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I won't take away the basic needs, but I'll take away everything that brings you joy. And so, and it's funny because I yelled at him something, and then my neighbor calls me, like, five minutes later. And she's like, so, uh, like, I was yelling at him about a certain situation, and he, she, uh, she calls me, and she was doing, like, a follow-up to the question I was, like, asking Jeffrey, like, do you think you, you, it's okay for you to do this? And she's like, well, what did he do? <laughs> And I was like, oh, you can hear me? She's like, oh, yeah, I heard you. And her house is, like, two houses down, like, in the woods. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to back down uh, from punishing you out of, like, fear of, like, scaring the neighbors. Like, no, you messed up. Yeah. No, I don't. Fucking I just thought it was my goddamn. For it? me, it was Denzel. Who's, who's one of the guys that's motherfucker? That's, like, like, I think that's. Oh, uh, Samuel. Um, Samuel Adam. No, no. Samuel Adams. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, I understand what you're saying. In, in my neighbor's in constitution, you motherfuckers. My neighbors have all heard Jaden and I screaming at each other, and they know he's autistic, so they don't like Jaden just screams a lot. So that's, I mean, that's him. But I just feel like I get so overwhelmed by him that a lot of my parenting failures are really just me giving in to him when I shouldn't be giving in to him. Like, that's my flaw, is I give in to him when I shouldn't. Well, I mean, I think it's just natural for us to give in, because, like, I've been there where you just give in to your kid because you're just sick and tired of, like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. There you go. Take this. I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? 
But it's, it's harder to stick with your guns. It's harder to stick with the follow-through. It's harder to stick with those things. Um, you know? Um, Dee had a parenting failure recently with shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she shared that. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think she already shared it, though. <laughs> it's one of those things that I... So, my, my kid is just really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, Do you want to trade? You can trade for ours. But and, is that and because I'm also like very, he's an only child, do you think? Well, I'm also he like very, get very, very patient. Like, I've, I think I've raised my voice at him once. I think he's yeah, had, she like... Yeah, she does a very gentle parent. I'm, like, a very... Look at, look at the I know. I'm just, but you so know what? Gross. My ex, I raised her two kids for seven years. Um, and one of them was also... Um, had all the behavioral issues. Um, and I can identify a lot with, like, what... Allie says around Jaden, he was older, but, um, like, always holes in the walls, mm. um, to the point where, like, when I had my son, um, her older son would know to get the baby out of the house. Like, he would, like, pick the baby up and bring the baby out because his fits would be so bad and so long-lasting that, um, they would trigger Kanoa when he was little, you know, and Kanoa would start to lose it and, and cry and stuff, right. too. So, you know... We, we had, I've had definitely the experiences in the past, and I feel like I learned how to parent and how, like, to efficient parent and things like what worked and what didn't work um, in my early 20s. <laughs> and then when I had Kanoa, I got so lucky that um, it's just so easy. He's just really good. He's just so like, easy. Like, Jaden beats him up, and he just, like, doesn't, he just sits there now. He's just like, no. Yeah. Well, we like told that. we told him when Jaden does that and like gets in his face that Kanoa needs to like say I don't like that or like please back up or like first because Jaden will get right in his face or like Jaden pushed him off the couch once and stuff like that. But I think I I'm get more embarrassed when like <clears throat> that stuff happens because I know you guys. So like if if my kid does something to you guys, like I'm not as embarrassed. But like for instance, when Jaden threw that rock. Who you throw that huge rock at? Neighbor's kid. One of the, yeah. Chris's kid. Chris, I mean, I'm close <clears throat> with them, too, but it's still embarrassing, and it's hard because, like, I feel like I failed. Listen, my there. kid has done way worse. Which okay. way? Yeah, Nikolai. Jeffrey. Oh, I, I was going to say Nikolai. <laughs> I was like, Nikolai is also a little demon child. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nikolai, Nikolai has a Russian in him. But Rob, Jeffrey has done, like, him. Jeffrey lit my best friend at the time's bathroom on fire. And but Jeffrey is also special needs as well, so it's well, harder has, with him. He has a lot of trauma, yeah. right? So he has reactive attachment disorder. So he responds differently in situations, but he... Um, Wait, he lit their bathroom on fire? He lit their bathroom on fire. Oh, we were all outside in the backyard having fun. He went in the bathroom, shut the door, played with matches, lit the freaking basket oh, on fire of all this stuff, and then we were screaming for him to open the slider. He didn't want to open the slider because he knew he was going to be in trouble. So we ended up... Um, it was really bad. Like, my ex-husband at the time was intoxicated, so that didn't help the situation. But, I mean, so, I mean, I get that um, you have to have friends that are supportive of understanding about, like, sometimes when your kid is an asshole or when you have these parenting fails, like, who's around you to support you in that moment is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I think- mean, I mean, if my, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's consequences for actions like that, but... Um, I think that picking your battles and I think, um, parenting children with special needs is always difficult. Mm -hmm. 
uh, whether it be mental or physical needs they have. Um, and because as a parent, we're told that we, we have to be calm because if we're not calm, then you can't expect the kid to be calm. Like, I can't be screaming at this kid and then telling him to stop screaming. Well, and you also work with kids in that field, so it's, I think it's... Yeah, but when I'm home, I'm mom. I think, well, it's different when you're, I was just going to say, <laughs> any, I think any, it's different at home for you, but when you're, like, with me, like, when Jaden was screaming, yeah, but when Jaden was screaming in the car that day and you were trying to help him, like, because you're not his mom, you were trying to help him, and even though it didn't work, like, you know what, you knew what even to do to try to help. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't really fail, it's just, I'm not we were there trying to get in person, so down. that's different, yeah. right? I'm not there in person. Um... But I think that, um, I think that mom failures are just part of the growing situations. Like I feel like if we can get our kids to survive till they move out, that's a, uh, basically a positive. I'm so excited. Uh, You're closer I'm just to it than any of us. <laughs> I'm just hoping that Jeffrey. I mean, like, but then again, I think mom failures is like something I think about uh, because my son is in his junior year. He's gonna be a senior next year, right? He's gonna be 18 next year how I think scary that is. I just want to know when I got him, he was only four. So time flies. And I know we'll be five. I know. I'm going to take away all the feelings of yeah. joy of youngsters away cry. from you. Mine starts, mine starts school yep. mm-hmm. for the first time in September. And then you're going to turn around and then a blink I'm of an not, eye is going to be a senior. You, I'm not even ready for the school start. I like, know. I think how much easier it's going to be for work and how good it's going to be for I know. Oh, it will be. But I'm going to Declan cry. goes back to school four days next week and I am so excited. No, I'm, I'm just gonna, letting I'm you know. I'm going to cry for a while. It will be hard for a while, but I feel like... Time is going to Yeah, I just feel like to, I mean, you probably know, right? Well, you, well, you never put time. him in daycare, so that's different. I never put him in any daycare, and it's been me and him, just me and him for so long. Yeah. Um. That I think it's going to be harder on me than him, but predominantly because it's just been me and, me and him for four years. Four years, mm-hmm. just right. and I but it flies by very quickly. So on the other hand of things, I'm looking at Jeffrey and saying, "Wow, he has one year left before I I can't really govern what he says or does." Well, in your um, house, you can. In my house, I can. But I like to think that I have that control, Allie. But sometimes I don't. Um, and so when you have a kid then who is 18 who says, "I'm leaving," and you're terrified that they're gonna not survive lack of survival skills jeffrey definitely has lack of survival would it be a parenting failure to place a locator on his body um i've considered it like is that like something that you're not (laughs) is that like frowned upon um because i'm worried i'm worried that he's something's gonna you know is he prepared for life right and so um i think that my job is to make sure my children are um you know, growing up to be, you know, useful to society, productive citizen, having a job, taking care of themselves, physically, mentally, emotionally, like that's ultimately my goal. And so as the clock is winding down for my time to be able to influence my child, that's where I get more anxious about these parenting failures because I have to say, okay, when you mess up, it's so important for you to say sorry. When you mess up, it's so important to look at how you can make things right. And um, because Jeff and I have had a long, hard relationship. I mean, this kid has had to learn to trust me. Um, I've had to learn to trust him. And um, 
at the end of the day, he's my son, and I will go to the ends of the earth for this kid. And I'm sure along the way, like, there's things that I've done that have influenced um, into the person he's becoming. And so I always try to say, like, what can I do better as a mom? But I will say, like, man, when I, it's like when, I always say when Jeffrey messes up, he messes up big. And, like, I feel like um, it's about teaching him, like, how to respond to these situations. So when he is an adult out on his own, he understands, like, okay, well, you know what? My mom was humble enough to say, like, yeah, I messed up too, you know? I think, like, a lot of lessons, too, happen um, once they become adults. Ugh. You can teach so many. You can teach kids so many things and put them in the right track, but they until they actually get to utilize, yeah. until they actually are in the position where it's just them, and they know you're there, right? They know they can fall back on you, but it's just them, like, out in the world and trying to navigate it. I think then is a huge, like, turning point and learning opportunity for them, too, right? Like, you think about how much you knew when you were 18 versus how much you know and feel now. I mean, in 10, 11 years, I can tell you I've grown a lot in every aspect. Um, I agree with that. It's kind of like when you get your license. Like, when I got my license, I learned from that because I got pulled over right away and got a really big ticket, like, my first week or something oh, like no, that. I crashed my car. I hit my mom and totaled it. <laughs> Her car. <laughs> I have also hit my parents' mailbox. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, hopefully, they're not listening to this. Anyway. I was gonna say, <laughs> geez, I hope your mom's not listening. But I think I get what you're saying, and it's kind of like that. You have to let the. I know that nobody wants to do it, but you kind of let them make their own mistakes. Listen, and find I'm their not own ready way. for my kid to make mistakes. You know, mine is. I mean, not mistakes like burning down a house, but like Jeffrey's come a long way. But I will say though, it's it's scary because. Um, they are on their own. Nah, I mean, in a way, in a way, they I will mean, be. I worry about school in general. You know, I'm sending him to like a different school and stuff. Um, not public school, but my kid is so his emotional IQ is really high. He's very he's sensitive. He's you know, I love it. D is like he's very my, sensitive. My kid is like an angel. No, I barely have to raise my voice. I, I and, and you know what? A I genius because it's. No, I didn't say IQ. I said EQ, <laughs> emotional I know, I'm IQ. Kidding, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, is that a thing? Yeah. Yes. So he's very sensitive, and and it's not a bad thing. You However, know? I but think he cries. Yes, kids make him cry a lot. Yes, but and ever since he started hanging with Jaden, he's just cried school, less. I think this school will definitely be yeah. Out and a remember when the first time he really started hanging out with Jaden, and he was crying all the time because Jaden hit him over the head with a dinosaur, and like. He, I think he threw a ball at his face, like just a bunch Allie's of things. Kid, Allie has a program here. <laughs> we'll toughen your kid up. And if it's not my kid, the chickens. The chickens well, will toughen you up. No, so remember when he first started? This yeah. is a good point. He first started here, and he was very emotional. But through hanging out with Jaden and, and realizing that he needed to set some boundaries, and Dee and I have talked to him and said, you need to say this, I think Kanoa has understood now. And he'll do the, the same thing at school. will be hard on him. I, but world, I think though. he'll do it. It will, but I think you he'll know, do the same thing at the school. The world will he can it bring Jaden if he wants it and will, the world so like this is the way i see it and this is like this is going to be really hard for you to hear i don't this want is going to be hard for you to hear this is going to be hard for you to hear do you want me to hold your hand this is going to be hard no. for you to hear okay. okay go for it so back when you were teenagers we didn't have all these influences of the world around us right the world is way more open today than it was 25 years ago 
right? When you were in kindergarten, it's a lot different than when Kanoa goes to kindergarten. Ah, uh, yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of different either technologies. I mean, think about if you wanted to learn about Greece, you had to go to the library, go to go to the card catalog. Which I'm sure some people are like, what <laughs> are they talking about? Yeah, yeah, but even how kids treat so each other is different now. You had, if you want to learn about Greece, you had to go through this whole system and this process, right? Getting a library card was like, oh my god, I'm so cool. I got a library card, and now they have like debit cards for these kids. All right, mm-hmm. so knowing what it was like for me, and then now having a child who's 17, who says, I don't remember anything about being a teenager, and you know, I'm so lame and old um, and crusty or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ew. I will say, though, is that the scary part is that the generation that you guys are upbringing now, the young ones, what will life be like for them when they're 17? Because it's terrifying what's out there for my child that I see and hear on, I mean, kids are very smart. Google is a great way to get yourself in trouble. Um, From experience. From, yeah, no, my, my experience. Oh. Your son's experience. Yeah, my son, my son has gotten in trouble like doing different things between Google Classrooms and everything else. And I think that um, it's it's a very scary world, and um, it's going to be very difficult. And I'm not jealous in any way, shape, or form. But I think like piggyback. Don't you have an eight-year-old? Yeah, my eight-year-old. But is, piggyback. You no, know, my kids. Them. About five, right? Yeah, but they're yeah. still different. But still, <laughs> but I the thing they're going to high school at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but see, though, I can always threaten Nikolai with like, "Don't do this because your brother did it." What do you? Yeah, that's what, true. You know, so, I think having two for kids me, definitely makes it easier. For me, Jeffrey's like my fuck up practice, like all my fuck up parenting <laughs> moments. Then I'm like, oh, that didn't work. I probably should change this when I parent Nikolai. <laughs> for me, what's scary is how kids treat each other. With Declan having so many friends in the neighborhood, they've started to get really clicky. And Caleb, you know, our neighbor, who's Declan's very best friend, has complained recently of some of the neighborhood kids making fun of him. And I feel bad that eight-year-olds, ten, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds are bullying at this point. I don't remember that happening when I was growing oh, up. Oh, I was bullied growing up. I know. There's a girl named... Oh, yeah, oh so age. listen, I will never forget this. Is it because you have red hair? Person. I don't know. Maybe they don't like gingers. Um, so my best friend at the time... Her name is Victoria, and I love her so much. And so she she would always be like, you ever have that friend that like is like, that you're like, hold me back, right? Hold me back. She would be the person you have to literally hold back. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, Tori, I don't want you getting hurt. And, you know, she's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hurt this girl because she hurt you, right? So this one girl named Amanda Brown in Nashua, Brook Village. That's right, 1992. <laughs> <laughs> she, in Nashua, she, uh. She took one time a metal bicycle pedal, you know, like those back in the old school days with like the prongs on it. She chucked it at my head mm. and Victoria went after her. I'm like, yeah, Tori's got my back. Um, and then she used to pull my pigtails on like the bus and like really pull on them and hurt me. And like, I don't know, she just was a mean person. Always wonder what happened to you, Amanda Brown. But- See, the thing that I worry about is if a child did that to my kid, I would I would step them. I would step on them. But that's, I would be that one running up in there. See, but this but, is different though, because this is 1992. Yeah, it's different than they don't like. 1992, yeah. we didn't have all these parents that really cared about your feelings. No offense, my mom cared about my feelings, but my mom wasn't like. No, but like with with Declan's situation, when I heard that, I wanted to go talk to the mom. Like I 100 percent wanted you? to go talk. Not yet. 
<laughs> I'm a pro mom talker to her. Well, I've talked I to mean, many a moms on the block. But a lot of moms don't want to get involved, and a lot of moms say, "Like, hey, listen, my no, because I know the mom of the child that did this, and she is very receptive. So I 100 percent know that we would be able to talk to her. It's See, Amanda falls on like the other side of the spectrum, the tough and the fuck up spectrum. Mm-hmm. You fall in the middle, and I fall on the. Well, listen, don't all, get me wrong. All the random. My Amanda. kid messes up. I'm gonna be at your door making my kid apologize. No, I would do the same thing. Okay. Same. In the same sense, if my kid's being bullied, it's a little bit harder because nowadays, because now you're like, the schools are like, well, we can't tell you the name of the kid or we can't tell you the lot, you know. So like, say for example, um, say there's an incident, like hypothetically, like Nikolai hits a kid in school, right? They're not going to tell me the name of the kid he hit. Yeah, because of confidentiality, yeah. right? Versus back in the 92, we didn't really care. They're like, yeah, yeah Amanda, hit, Amanda hit Rebecca. I think the difference, too, is yeah. having the kid that's doing the hitting versus having the kid that's being hit. I think and as now, parents, way, and now I, I think, think as parents, kids, you worry more is, when though, you have that, the more emotional kid that, like, okay, so you worry about the advantage. Jeffrey messed up, right? Having inappropriate conversations with another person at school. I wanted this information down. from the person about the school for the other student. Uh, they wouldn't give it to me. I tried to go on Google, try to find this person's address, trying to find their phone number, trying to figure a way to get a hold of these parents. And then the conversation was is that I'm going to confront these parents, and these parents might not have the same concerns that I do. Yeah. And these parents might just be like, fuck it, I don't care what my kid But is. I think also, like, for kids like Declan and Caleb's age, they don't want, like I said to Caleb, did you tell your mom about this? And he said no. I don't think they want to tell the adults because they don't want to be known as the snitch because at this age, somehow they know about oh, yeah. that. So I think that part of it uh, is that they're afraid because if I'm the snitch, are they going to retaliate? Yeah. yeah, and that's, I mean, I think that's the biggest problem. And I've never, I mean, this boy has been over our house, and I've never seen him do anything, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. And Declan and Caleb fight constantly and make fun of each other, but it's different. It's not like a bully situation. It's more like a friendship. But I just think I'm worried for that. Specifically, it's like you and Amanda. Yeah, it's like me and Amanda. I'm not as worried about it with Declan because he's, you know, able to hold his own. And when he gets upset about it, he just comes home. And the, I don't think the boy actually was making fun of Declan. I think it was Caleb. But um, I worry about Jaden. Jaden will knock someone out. <laughs> he will, like, I worry about his aggression and the fact that, like, I feel like he would knock someone out. He, he punched Declan in the face last week. Like, I feel like he would just... Be it's one like, of those kids. So you worry about, like, their reactions so to I guess it, too. So I guess a mom fail would be taking on your kids' uh, responses, right? I mean, yeah. so, like, um, if my kid was a biter at preschool, like, I would oh, think, like, oh, a, my God, yeah, I'm, I'm the failure as a parent. I mean, my kid was not the biter, but my kid was the one being bit. No, my kid was, Jaden was the biter. used to come home with welts on his back from this kid. That's was, like, terrible. Piranha. But like, that's hard. I'm like the piranha bite you again today? Like Because they never, like, Jaden was the biter in my situation, but it was at ABA. So the other kids are autistic and we're also biters. So, like, it's not as hard because as autistic parents, we understand. But for a normal daycare, preschool, whatever situation or school situation, it's hard being able to confront them because you never know what's going on in the other person's life or, like, what the child's potential issues are or whatever. But I think that's a thing where we take on as a parent, like either our kids' faults or not faults. Like so, if like <laughs> so, if my kids being an asshole. Sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, shit, what did I go wrong as a parent? Yeah. Versus, um, but it's not necessarily parenting. Like, this is them. Jaden, Jaden's an asshole, and it's not my parenting. He's just out of control. You don't think you're an asshole? 
I'm not an asshole. I'm kidding. You're an asshole. I am an asshole. <laughs> I think we all have different things, too, to, like, teach to our kids, you know? You get a deep throat the mic. Like, every kid's different, so every kid needs to be taught, yeah, every like, different thing, things, yeah. you know? Like, for Kanoa, a lot has been... I feel like Kanoa's yeah. a kid, you'd be like, let's do some yoga. Yeah, Kanoa, we and do... I mean, a lot of his has been, like, emotion some control. Some Tai Chi. Right? So we've and done, like, deep, like, breathing. Deep breathing. Yeah, because he gets himself so worked up that he can't breathe. You know, like when something happens that it hurts his feelings, it's it's a big feeling. And it's like you have to like yeah. help him calm down and learn how to breathe and talk about it. Um, so it's been like a lot of like slow steps in that direction. Right. Um, where, you know, now he's pretty good at it. Now he'll go and he'll separate himself and sometimes he'll say, can you help me breathe? And we'll oh, take a few awesome. breaths and stuff like that. But for for us, that was yeah, an that important lesson. For Nikolai. That wouldn't work for Nikolai. Yeah, we're like, you know, for, for Nikolai, you, maybe. Nikolai is going to. I bring Nikolai downstairs to my punching bag. I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah, I was going to say, where for you, it's maybe, like, yeah, yeah Nikolai needs to physically exert it. Like, I, yeah. you know, when Jeffrey was little, he would be, um, he would get so worked up, but he didn't know how to express himself, right? So I used to send him for laps around the house. Go do five laps around the house. He's like, I don't want it. I'm like, you're going to do it because I told you to do it. And then he would do it. And then he'd come and feel like 100% better. Like, you have to find a way to groove with your kid. Um, that was also my way of, like, that was, you know, sometimes parents say, you hear parents say, like, it's okay to let the baby cry and, like, go outside and scream or take a minute to yourself. Like, I personally cannot do that. I can't do that. When my kid would cry either. as a baby, like, my boobs would leak so much milk from the pain of, like, knowing my kid's crying. Um and I really struggled with that. But I will say, though, is that me sending him to go do something or me trying to figure out a way to work with him was a way for me not to fail. Like, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to snap at this child. So I'm going to tell him to go do laps around the neighborhood. <laughs> and then a couple yeah. times when I sent him for laps, he did some. He got in trouble more. But yeah. <laughs> at least... I got him out of the house and, like, go do something, go do something, go do Every something. Every now and again, I'll be, like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to lose my patience. I'll, like, express it to him. And when he knows. Can you say it just like that? Because you're very relaxed. Yeah. I'm, like, look, I'm, start, I'm starting <laughs> to lose you my patience. Us? And <laughs> I don't want to be calm. I like, I like feeling uh, the adrenaline rush. No. I mean, maybe because I went through that a lot with, you know, when I was with my ex and had you know, oh, stuff, no. kids and stuff. My, my ex-husband was more, like. Um, the enforcer. No, I, I'll i just tell him, you know, and, and a lot of the times at night, like, once I hit that point, he'll just go to sleep. Like, if I if he keeps getting up and stuff and I tell him I'm starting to lose my patience, he'll, like... Wait, go back to bed? Yeah, like, if, like, say it's bedtime and he's not going to bed good. Can you teach us what And I'll doing? say I'm starting to lose my patience. Usually at that point, he knows... No. Usually at that point, he just, like, knows that... Now is enough, and it's time to go to bed. Nikolai's never slept through the night since he's been born. Slept through the night once, but I think honestly, I was so tired that I slept through the night. (laughs) (laughs) He does a lot better now. He'll sleep like eight to seven or so in the morning. Usually, Nikolai will tell me this is so cute. This is the best thing ever. I feel like as a mom, like you have those glimmers of hope when like things are so perfect, and you're like, I'm gonna hold on to this because I need this right now. You know what I mean? My kid knows what I need too. And one time, Nikolai goes, he was laying in bed next to me, and he goes, Mama, I can't go to sleep till you go to sleep, because I'm half of you. Aww. <laughs> he 
<laughs> that's what he tells me all the time, Mama. I'm proud of you. See, I that's when all the parenting state. failures kind of just disappear, yeah. and you're just like, oh, and you're just like, I love you so much. That's oh my god! Every I love night you. at bedtime, we tell each other we love each other, and uh, he'll tell, and I tell him, and he tells me, but he'll say, um, I'll say thank you for being my son. Like I love being your mama, and he'll go, thank you for being my mama. I love being your son. You're the best mama ever. Every night before Wait, bed, I'm the best mama. No, that's what he tells me. He tells me, no. Well, you must not know that I am. <laughs> but it's like moments like that, you know, it's yeah. just those make the whole day yes. of like multiple espresso shots and exhaustion. Exhaustion. Like Jeffrey being like, I missed the bus again. I need you to drive me. I'm like, son of a bitch. <sighs> it makes all right, it all let's worth go. It. Let's do this. And it's funny because Jeff will, Jeffrey's the introverted child and he's very in tune to things. Like if I change my nail color, He'll pick it up, like, in three seconds. If I just change whatever it may be, like, he picks up on those little things that I do. And Nikolai's very extroverted. So he's very, like, he'll just say whatever on his mind, whatever. And um, Jeffrey, when he when he does say things to me, is very heartfelt. Like, um, you know, my ex-husband is in the picture, and he was, like, um, he said to me on Father's Day, it was also my birthday the same day, and he was like, today I celebrate you because, um, you know, you've taught me that um, you're very strong and I don't, you know, as much as I would love to have a dad, I would never trade um, the mom that you are for me. And I was like, like he wrote me this huge text message Aww. and I just like fell to my knees in my kitchen and I'm like, I love you so much, <laughs> but you're not getting your phone back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that um, those are the moments that you're like. I need to hold on to this memory, you know? Yeah. Because mom fails are sometimes on the daily. And that's okay. But if you hear, like, the I love yous or, like, the sweet sayings, like, at least once during a week, I feel like that's a success. My kid better tell me he loves me more than once a week. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do a lot for my children. Uh, Yeah. I, but I also do, like, mom guilt on them, though, too. I don't know if you guys ever done that. I don't do it on them, but I yes. feel mom guilt very heavy regularly, whether it's over guilt. my job or whether it's over, yeah. you know, my choices in life. Or, yeah. I do. I, I'm the same way, where I feel a lot of mom guilt. I think um, I think that's also because I'm a si- single solo by myself, don't have a partner. Yeah, the same person. way for me, too. Like, yeah, when I you don't like... co-parent with somebody, when you don't have anybody to co-parent with, you almost feel... Um, Sometimes you feel guilty, like they're missing out. But then when you think about the person that they could potentially, you could potentially be sharing them with, you're like, yeah, you're not missing out that much. But yeah, I make bad choices for choosing that person. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I go on this cycle with myself sometimes. Yeah, I definitely feel that very much so. And I think that one thing about um, that is, I think that sometimes I'll end up overexerting myself as a mom. Then I probably shouldn't, you know, where I shouldn't like go maybe too far above and beyond I don't know where I'm like oh yeah you know like oh you don't have a dad in your life but here's this <laughs> the 800 nerf, nerf gun yeah but I do that you know? as a married mom too I spoil the kids rotten and yeah I mean I regret it but then also love it but regret right. it. they say like you know you want your kids more well off or than you had like I remember not being able to have like a lot of things growing up I mean Same. we lived on peanut butter and jelly Ugh, I still to this day can I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich no thank you no, but I mean, like, and now my kids are like, I'm like, what do you want from the deli? I'm like, really? Deli meat? What? Or, you know what I mean? Um, organic. No, 
really neat. Um, So, but I mean, I will say though, is that um, probably the funniest thing I ever did as mom guilt to my children is when I was pregnant with Nick and I would order um, two pizzas, right? (laughs) And I would go home and on the way home, I'd eat the pizza, one pizza. And then I'd go home and be like, By yourself? Yeah, I was pregnant. I was hungry. Why are you judging me? <laughs> Anyways, wow, I feel the judgment really bad, Allie. Whatever. Screw you. Anyways, I love pizza. Uh, so I would eat like, I would eat like the pizza. I would get like a small pizza and then like a medium or large pizza. So I eat like the small pizza by myself. Oh, and I'd go home. Different. I'd go home and then be like, you guys eat. Because, you know, it's important that you guys eat. But mom's been working all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That it is sociopathic <laughs> tendencies. That is not. I normal. was so hormonally like pissed off at the world that I was like, and then I just made them feel bad. And the next, you know, they would do the dishes and they would vacuum. <laughs> that is psychotic. <laughs> but <laughs> they're still alive. That's all that matters. You know, it was just like one of those things where you mom guilt, I guess. You know, the kids into doing things. I'm like, don't worry, mom's been working all day. You know, I have nothing better to do than eight thousand loads of laundry. And the next, you know, Jeffrey's like, I'll, I'll load the laundry. I'll switch over. I'm like, that's right. Do your chores. No, you guys don't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guilt your children into doing chores? No. 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 no? They do. Oh, wait, do your children have chores? Yeah. What are your chores? Declan does the chickens. Jaden does the cats, and Jaden and Declan together do the dishes. And Declan will, when I clean on Fridays, Declan will vacuum the porch. They do this every day, the dishes? Not every day. At that age, they don't have the daily chores. Like, at Nicolai that age, does. I'm, like, still reminding. Nikolai's chores. Yeah. Well, he's chores. eight. I mean, Declan's my kid's four. Eight. Oh. Like, I'm still, four years like, old, I'm I still proud of chores. No, I mean, he'll help me. So he helps me do the laundry. He helps me, put, like, fold and put clothes away. Oh, they do laundry, too. He'll help me, like, clean up the floors. I don't let them touch the dishes because that's just more trouble than it's worth. No, I'm but like you know, I remind him even to like putting shoes away neatly no, and stuff they, like that. That's... When they do the dishes, like Declan tried to do the dishes, and I was super grateful a for effort, but he like washed them with no soap and cold water. See, that's why I don't like. The that's dishes. I don't want him touching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Hard they'll unload the dishwasher and, or fill it, but they won't wash the dishes. And like Declan on Fridays when I clean, he'll clean his side of the room. Jaden will clean his side of the room. And then they'll vacuum it. But once Declan moves into his own room in a couple weeks, he'll be vacuuming and doing that. Just where the hell is Declan? We're we're removing everything out of the playroom, painting it, and it's going to be his new room. About time. Yeah. And then Isla will be moving in with Jaden and by herself. So not by herself. Well, Jaden, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big changes. Big changes. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, I just think it's important to reflect on, like, if you feel like you failed as a mom, try to find a way to, like, find a silver lining and saying it's okay to say sorry to your kids. It's okay to, you know, mess up. It's just about how you recover from it, I think, is more important. Or just tell yourself that they didn't die, and that's all that matters. <laughs> your standards are pretty low, Allie. <laughs> well, you, you live today, so. <laughs> if I can end each day with. They're alive, happy, their tummies are full, and they have a roof over their head. I'm I don't even, is that bad enough? I'm like, it's okay if you're not always happy every day. 
Yeah, and well, like, that's as not long realistic. As you're alive and like, okay. it's well, really important to get them to learn how to move through each emotion too. They're not always going to be happy. Right. So I no, mean, I do, but it's, it's probably been really a very hard. gay thing for me to say, but I'm very big on learning how to handle emotions. But it's very hard for it. Is. It's been very. But, uh, <laughs> I will say though, like for example, like Nikolai said to me the other day, he goes, "Mom, I'm depressed." I go, "You're depressed? Like what eight year old says this?" He goes, "I'm just feeling I've like I have a hard time." you know, accepting what's going on right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Nick? And he was like, you know, COVID, like it made me really depressed, mom. Like I'm not like seeing people doing things I want to be doing. And I was like, where is this coming from? So I think it's in, you know, I'm very like, yes, my background is in therapy. So my house is like tons of therapeutic tools, but I'm also mom first. So I was like, okay, well, let's go downstairs and process this. And we were able to talk it out. But I think, um, yeah, but that's really hard. Like, Declan has a really hard time opening up. He's done it a lot recently, but, like, he didn't get a, such a great report card this time around, and I basically had to, like, sit there with him for an hour and try to get out of him, like, what was going on. Like, some kids just have a really hard time actually forming the words of what is wrong. I think like, Nikolai did a really good like job presenting space, it. though, too. Yeah, yeah. And Jaden, I mean, can never tell me what's wrong because he never wants to talk, so... Yep. <laughs> I, I just think that we, I mean, I think that mom fails, you know, are our, our normal, normal everyday part of life. And they're always Sometimes different. in my life, it's very costly. My mom fails. <laughs> they're so, different for every mom, for every kid. Yeah. I just think that it's a matter Sometimes of. Sometimes D's are really shitty. I highly doubt. Like, I just can't imagine Literally. being like, <laughs> so calm like all the time. Me? If I walked up to my son and I said, listen, I know you're having a hard day. Let's do some tree poses. I don't see <laughs> tree poses. My kid would probably listen, look at me I and wasn't... say, are you serious, Ma? I wasn't always like this. <laughs> you know, when I was with my ex and I had raised her two children as well, and one of them had really bad behavioral, you know, issues and diagnoses, I had a very hard She's time. I was, I, my anxiety was always at an, an all-time high, and I felt like he triggered it, you know what I mean? Which, you know, we're all responsible for our own bodies, um, but it was very, like, triggering for me to, to handle him screaming and breaking things and That's screaming some more and punching holes in the walls and feeling like I couldn't keep him safe from himself, but also everyone else and the other kids in the house were being impacted, too. It felt very out of control and, like, overwhelming. Um, so, like, I probably, I learned a lot through that and through how to handle that and through, you know, therapy and all of that myself. Um, and, again, I just, I feel like I got uh, a kid that's just receptive to it. You know, it's not every kid would be receptive to that. I just got one that is, we're just always, we, we're on the same wavelength a lot, you know. So it's me and Nikolai easy. too are on the same wavelength, but our wavelength is like, hey, you want to go punch something? Do you want to like get it out? You know, <laughs> rather have you punch something than punch someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did karate with him before COVID, actually, and he did really good karate with that. Too but self control. I like to box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know? the, he knows that when I tell him I'm gonna lose my, pa- I'm starting to lose my patience. That it means I'm, I'm gonna try limit. that this week. I'm gonna be like Nikolai Jeffrey. Mommy's starting to lose They'll her They'll be patience. like, is something wrong with you? No, they're going to look at me and be like, 
it's like listen it's like when you tell your kid are you having a stroke (laughs) it's like when you tell your kid we got five minutes and then we're leaving right like when you're at when you're at oh, someone's I house. I give them a five-minute warning. Say, get your ass in the car. <laughs> no, like, you like that's how I, I'll tell them even before bed. You got 20 minutes until you brush your she teeth. every time in my house. You got 10 minutes before, you know, you got to brush your teeth. I'll give him, like, little warnings so he knows what's coming. So he can prepare for what's next. You know what I mean? No. So, <laughs> I'll, if I tell him, if, you know, I'm starting get to get it. aggravated. Yeah. And I say, I'm, I'm going to start losing my patience. I don't want to lose my patience. I don't want to yell at him. Um... That's that like you want to yell at them yeah, probably. No, no. It probably gets you, you excited. Do this and you're gonna do it now. But I will count back from five, and I never got into one. I will say that because they don't know what's gonna happen at one, but they're like, "Shit, mom's counting." I'm like five, and the guy's like, "Mama, please, please, mama, no, no." And I'm like four, and he's like, oh, "I want to, I want five more minutes." And then I'm like three, and he's like, oh, "Okay, I'll stop." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's right." <laughs> Like, I, maybe I should give my kids more notice, but I just feel like sometimes the, warning, the more warnings I give them, it doesn't matter. I'd be like, guys, um, 30 minutes of quiet time now. We're going to quiet down Well, listen, now. if somebody else was in control of your schedule, right? So think or like, if you if you were this age and you had a, you went to bed when someone, t- right now, and you went to bed when somebody days. told you to go to bed, would you want to know, like, I have 30 minutes until I have to go lay down. So I, I have to get, I want to do X, Y, Z in these next 30 minutes. No. That's ridiculous. Yes, you would. <laughs> no, it's kind of like when I was pregnant. I'm like, I don't want to know what's going to happen. Just, I don't want to go to any labor classes. And, but what if you wanted to do no. things, you know? Like, don't you want to, like, I would want to know, hey, I got 30 minutes. I got to do things. So You're I eight can, years old. So what I do can, you have to do? They got to play with shit. They got to watch shit. No. They got to, like, no, roll they've around. Had they've had all day. If you can do it before this time. <laughs> You're looking at me like that. Because it's like just a warning of like, hey, you yeah, got 30. I, they know what time their bedtime is. I should have to remind them. They know how to read a clock. I think oh, well, gets, your kid so, knows how to read a clock. I mean, so fine. For instance, oh, you're, wait, you're for Jaden and Kanoa, we do do, okay, one more minute or however many. For Declan, we don't do that. We do, yeah. I do what you do with Declan. And he knows what time is bedtime. He knows what time he has to be ready. He knows I the expectations. You're not, when they're older like that, like yeah. eight plus. Oh, yeah. When Nikolai plus, was little, I'd be like, Seven o'clock. Let's do quiet time. And like, yeah. So I think it's the age. Voice. I think that the gap. In I mean, I think I'll always give a little warning though. Like even when he gets see. older, I'll be like, <laughs> I'd be like, bro, you got ten minutes until you got to brush your teeth. Yeah, you give them some independence. And you got to give them some responsibility to know. Okay, this is mm, the time. yeah. You can't. But with things like, I want my kid to have good hygiene. Like I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, You're thinking way <laughs> No, but I'm saying, like, I will, okay, like, give him, like, four. go brush your teeth. He's four. Yeah, so we still scrub his teeth. He does them, then I do them every night, every morning. He okay, does them, then, then I do them. But then he's going to also be, and do this by himself. his wiener, we, he, got, well, we clean that every night, even if it's a shower every night. Wipe, cleans it up. Okay, but what I'm saying, eventually he's going to do that by himself and yeah. have you in the shower. Like, Nikolai, I'll never can't forget. clean his wiener until he's Nikolai 11. No, I don't went, want to clean his wiener until he's 11, Nikolai but I'm saying, like, shower. I won't just be like, all right, your time's up, it's time for bed, at and if whatever you didn't do isn't getting done. Like, I will still old, be like, go wash up, go brush your teeth. At six years old, Nikolai would go take showers by himself, okay? And I'd go, to go in there and check on him, like, hey, how's it going? Do you need help with, like, your hair or something? Because, you know, he's little. Mm-hmm. And now he's in there by himself, and he's like, mom, I want my privacy. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. You want your privacy, bro? Like, I mean, eight's, I'm your mommy. <laughs> eight's you an age where health? they should be in there alone. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, but like, I mean, I'm not saying I want to wash his dick forever. I'm saying that, like, when the time <laughs> right, comes, no, I'm saying that, like, when the time comes that he's older and say, like, 
he knows it's bedtime, but he didn't brush his teeth. I'm not going to be but like, whatever you didn't get done, you don't do. I'm still going to be like, go brush your fucking teeth. I know. Time is going to fly by. Dun, dun, so dun, dun, dun. to every It's gone. It's a mi- we're an hour deep. Yep. It's been so, real. It has. Um, hour deep. And we will. Check you next week. Bye. <laughs>